0: Episode 3 of Down the Rabbit Hole podcast is upon us, and we have a special guest here today. A player that has definitely made his mark here in Greenville, and a guy that I'm sure everyone on the Swamp Rabbits Nation wants to hear from now that the season has come to an abrupt close. Fans, it's time to go down the rabbit hole with Travis Howe. Welcome into the podcast everyone, Jordan Koontz with you, and of course as I just mentioned I'm here with, uh, I don't know what to call you, Travis Howe, because you've played as both a forward and a defenseman with the Greenville Swamp Rabbits, uh, and I know you played D and Junior, and I know you've played both here in Greenville, so I had trouble finding out what I should call you. Should I just call you a hybrid? Yeah, yeah, I, I usually just call myself a rover because it's a rover Fair enough. So, Rover Travis Howe. So, let's start first and foremost uh, with what's most newsworthy here today of the recording of this podcast, anyway. Uh, with the creation of the COVID nineteen relief fund, a joint effort between the ECHL and the Professional Hockey Players Association. You are the PHPA rep for the Swamp Rabbits, so I'm sure you've had uh, some input on this. But uh, take us through it first and foremost, and. Uh, I suppose, if if at all, how happy you are that it came so soon, perhaps just, what, two weeks after the season came to an end?
1: Uh, it all came together really quick. Uh, I, I About a week and a half ago, I had one of the guys text me and asked if this was, was going to happen or not, and I told him that it'd be cool, but I don't think so. And all of a sudden, a week later, I was on doing conference calls with the other the league, and uh, the PhD director, um, Larry landed there and then the pelvis and that guy who originally, um, came up with this, I guess he was, he played in the NHL before he played started out in our league. And, uh, he would just throw some ideas together just to help the boys out essentially, because I'm pretty sure he has buddies still in this league, but, um, but yeah, I know it's just, it just kind of came together off just a quick idea and it's, it's come together really fast. And, um, I can express, me personally, and I can definitely speak to the rest of my teammates, probably the rest of the league, uh, player-wise, that how much we appreciate this. Uh, People are going above and beyond uh, What they essentially need to do, and people are giving it to their pockets to help us out when they don't need to, and and, and we just, it's pretty cool seeing uh, seeing it come together, how quick it's been.
0: Yeah, I think the one thing that's probably most startling was how quickly all of you were thrust into this. I mean, it kind of was brewing on the back burner. It was a continent away. You know, it was kind of back burner for a while. We had heard about it but weren't worried about it. And all of a sudden, one week after, you know, it comes here, everything just gets thrown into chaos. Everyone who plays in this league essentially is – Said basically, your season is done, and you are getting one more check, and that's it. How did you come to grips with the fact that that happened?
1: Um. Well, first off, I, I just for I mean, especially our fans in particular, I hope everybody staying safe out there. And if you, if you do happen to get it or come across it or know anybody, just take every precaution that you can. And we're definitely definitely doing the best for everybody. It it wasn't the best feeling at all. I mean just knowing that we, we still had another month guaranteed of hockey and then I, I think just the way we were going we were I mean the feeling the locker, but anyway, we were pretty sure we were getting that at least that third or fourth spot in the playoffs so it was an absolute shock to everybody, but at the end I don't be personally it's like I mean, it is what it is, right? Like you you can't we can't do anything about it. I just like complaining about it isn't really gonna solve it. You can't do anything about that. It's not gonna change the situation. But um, but I think a lot of guys were uh, definitely concerned. You know, that everybody. Had... I mean, my phone was getting blown up just because I like and the rep for the HP stuff for a team, and like, and everybody's asking me questions that I don't even know the answer to. Uh, um, how long the apartment situation? How long we could stay? Like, when are we get paid till? All that stuff and these are all very valid questions. I mean, like I said, they're guys with wives and kids. And, um, so like, they, they obviously can't really, can't really just send something on the staff of a figure here. They got, they going to plan ahead with it when you're talking about children involved and and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it was, it's not it, it sucks. Definitely. But, uh, I think everybody, uh, Obviously, a lot of guys are lucky enough in situations where it might not affect them right away, so they're still going to be able to, like, go home and not really going to affect them. They're going to go home and stay with their parents and whatnot, which is nice, but uh, there's definitely a few other guys that will affect them. And and, uh, the relief fund, essentially, is helping those guys out the most. I mean, granted, everybody's going to get some percentage of money, but I think, uh, it's definitely, This is definitely set up for guys who need the money more than uh, more than more than stuff to say the
0: least. Yeah, and I think for you personally, it was supposed to be your time. It was you getting activated off IR the day before. That would have been that Wednesday after being out for yeah. two months with a concussion. This was going to be your grand return at home against the Florida Everblades, and yeah. it gets taken away from you. I imagine that. You know, the long recovery period from what was your last game was against Florida prior to that when you uh, were concussed, uh, and this was supposed to be your time back, and it gets taken away from you. I can't imagine that was a a very nice feeling either.
1: Yeah, no, that was, um, for me personally, that was definitely the hardest part. I mean, I haven't been able to do much anything over for a better part of over two months, and then finally being able to just get back in the ice just for, ripping around the first for warm-up drills and then obviously progressing into coming back and play. i mean it was tough for sure that was a, a big uh a big hit for me personally but uh i mean like i said i can't sit here and cry about it now i just kind of give even essentially more time to I mean, obviously, I, I couldn't have really seen the best game while I was doing a whole bunch of nothing for, the, for that while, but it just you know, give everybody on top of me and expense number to work on what we need to work on and uh, come back next year even stronger. And then, uh, obviously, for our team personally, I mean, I think, obviously, given we get some guys back and then uh, get a new group next year, a new couple of you guys do, you like, know, whatever, obviously, it's always a, always a new turnaround from year to year. Um,
0: Guys, back hugger than ever. So definitely excited for that. How are you uh, spending the time these days? Um, spending a lot of time at the dog park and
1: on the golf course.
0: I figured Daisy was a big part of your life. Let's jump oh, yeah. into that quickly. Uh, so Daisy, your canine companion, is everywhere you go um, and a, a yes. huge part of your life. I remember uh, the day that you resigned here. Over the summer last year, you were stuck in Boston traffic with Daisy right next to you. So, uh, yeah, when did that true, uh, when did that relationship start? And you know, tell me tell me uh, what Daisy's doing these days.
1: Uh, well, I actually originally, I my one of my friends from back home had her had her by uh, the line so I actually the day he took her home, I I met her. And uh, this before I owned her. That he had to move. Large well, church store. I ended up. Uh, I ended up uh, getting the ownership of her, I guess. But uh, that was probably the, the, one of the best days of my life, I would say. But she. Uh, ever since then, she's just been my my sidekick. We there really hasn't been many places that uh, me that I haven't gone that she uh, she not there. And even I mean, obviously, you see only At times, even at the ring, she uh, she's not shy about. Ripped her out of the ice, and it's actually funny. She, the first time I tried to get her to go on the ice, um, she wouldn't even wouldn't even walk up to the door. She's scared. <laughs> so like, getting her on the ice, yeah, believe it or not, like she wouldn't even. She was terrified. And this is the, this is when like nobody's even out there too. And now it wouldn't even matter if we're in the middle of one of Jersey's battle practices. Like, like she, she, if she had a chance to get on the ice, she would. She'd come to us rip around and passion support for sure
0: she's a ham let's put it that way she is a sucker for attention that's for sure and the the nicest little thing too so uh, i'm glad that she's she's doing well as well uh let's jump back let's jump into the nostalgia machine let's go back uh to falmouth high school in 2011-12 or you can even go back further than that I, i know that uh to play junior means that you have to be exemplary at something you had to have been good were you a were you a skilled player in your younger years uh no I wouldn't say skilled
1: I mean like when I was like younger younger I can like, like grow up like town hockey stuff like like yeah I'd have like pretty deep I was always like one of the better players but I wasn't right. like back and totally guys at the at the blue line and going in and like picking corners on a goalie it was right. always just get a rebound, or just meat potatoes, and, and at that age, like you can get away with. I you, know, you can you can hide your like lack of skating ability in that, in that sense. I guess
0: because everybody's kind the, the of at essentially old stuff. Yeah, was the there game. a was there a coach that told you to continue in your career? You have to be and play this way because from then on, when you went to the junior ranks, starting. Uh, in the Manitoba Junior Hockey League, and then to the Q, and then to the North American League, that is when you turn the corner as a player, as someone who shouldn't be messed with a little bit. So, was there a, a well, coach? I mean, uh,
1: yeah, no, I wasn't a coach or anybody really. I just, I mean, my brother,
0: uh, my oldest brother, he uh,
1: like he played, um, and he was, he's to this day my opinion, just my older brother. I've seen him do some some uh, pretty scary things to people and but, like he's always that guy who that like, guy especially like he's the one that made it to me like I, I don't fear anybody and, but like I, he, I'm still like the younger brother to him so like I still have that like that gut feeling right like I don't know it's a different uh, but uh, he kind he definitely was very helpful um, to me um, in the beginning and then like even in juniors like I like wasn't really in junior like junior A. You're only allowed like a certain amount of fights, so it's not like I was fighting twenty plus times a year like I was the first first good couple years of like I guess my pro career. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, like it, I always just do it, and then, like on top of that, like it's not so much that like I, like know, yeah, like there's really no better feeling than like you get into like one of those tilts that you, you look at your other, like the guy you're fighting at the end of it, his face is mangled, your face is mangled, And like, you just know it was one of those good ones. And like, it, it's definitely no better feeling than that. But like, also there's no, even more of a better feeling for me personally that like, like standing up for a teammate. That's it's like someone like nobody's taking a liberty with a teammate. Like while I'm out there, like even if I'm not on the ice, like I like, will get you back in some way or another. And, um, that I kind of take more pride in, that, I guess, more than anything. Um, but yeah, I wasn't really. I mean, I, Kobe, like at that level, like if you're gonna, especially when you're pro, like, if you're gonna, if you're even thinking about like, oh, like I don't really want to fight, but like I might have to. Like if you're even down to any of it, like you don't do it because like you're just getting yourself hurt. Um, so it was never really a question of like that I had to do it. I always knew that. I growing up with the people I had around me. I mean like, I was obviously we weren't afraid of much, so like I mean, it was just well, it just I can't always do it. And obviously my brother uh giving me the
0: kind of leading the way in that sense, like the path. And he definitely gave me some good advice too. Um, but yeah. Corpus Christi, uh, a great time in the North American League. Uh, my friend Colin Shuck was there, uh, now the voice of the Idaho Steelheads, uh, told me about your time as a defenseman. But here's the thing that uh, – the two things that kind of don't make sense. But I knowing you, it makes sense. But if you see this, it doesn't. 246 penalty minutes in 50 games, but the league's humanitarian award winner. Uh, I think <laughs> it's one thing knowing you that you are – an incredible character guy just you you know what you're doing away from the ice people love you and you're a a wholesome genuine guy but you know let's jump into that that corpus season like first and foremost how does one rack up 246 penalty minutes in 50 games
1: uh just a lot of 10-minute disconnect maybe oh yeah i don't know (laughs) I guess the the rest I don't know, I don't know maybe the rest didn't like some of the things I would say that people are even them, so
0: but you uh yeah, you know. were league humanitarian at the end of the year, and one thing I know for a fact of you is the community service is uh paramount to you. Uh, I know i I believe if I remember this correctly last year, you were working with the the Humane Society here in Greenville and didn't even tell anybody you were doing it. you just did it because you did it. Uh because you no, love dogs I, so much.
1: I, no, I wasn't, I wasn't worried. It wasn't, it wasn't a he-made society. It was uh, just like a, not like a chain one. It was just like a local uh, animal, animal shelter okay. here. Um, it was actually uh, Tamo, uh, the captain of Pryor for many years here. He was the one who actually told me about it because he got his dogs from there. But uh, but no, I wasn't like, I was like working. I would just go there and literally just take the dogs out and let them run around for some dogs, they wouldn't really run, so I'd only be out there for, like, five, minute, five minutes with them. And then there are some dogs that literally, that was, like, there. It was there three times, so I, I wouldn't really have, like, a time limit for them. But right. But definitely try and get there as often, I guess, as I could. So, obviously, the yeah inspection last year, I was there a little bit more often. But when I got hurt, I wasn't – I couldn't really be too much. So
0: right. That was kind of – I think uh the one thing when i when I think about you is that soft spoken for the most part away from the ice but people love you no matter where you've gone people just flock to you how do you handle the attention uh, I don't
1: know I, I just I'm just smiling away right now I'm just uh, no I just i, I mean i i like, I like to talk to people I mean if if people want to talk to me I'm not gonna I'll never be one to like, I mean, it's not like I'm some, like, superstar or nothing, right? Like, I just, I don't know, I'm just a normal person. I uh, I enjoy, like, conversing. Like, some people talk about some stuff that I've never even heard of, and, and it's enjoyable. Sometimes some people, it's a little bit harder to talk to, but, like, at the end of the day, like, I just know that when I'm 40, 50, 60 years old and looking back on all this, I can kind of smile and, I guess essentially proud of what I've like, what i done and what I guess we have the teammates and stuff have been able to accomplish and away from hockey not just like literally on ice, because obviously it's a big part of playing is obviously at the rink and everything that has to do with hockey and then there's definitely a part of it that's away from the rink doing the community stuff and um, obviously some guys are like to do certain stuff more than others but yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. I just I'm a normal, normal guy. So, <laughs> yeah, I always like, appreciate
0: uh, the players that have the bigger picture uh, view on it. Uh, those that yeah. realize that you know, without them, uh, them being the fans, that you guys can't exist essentially, and that yeah. you know that your acts of service, for lack of better words, go a long way. Uh, I recall one family that came up to me after a Jersey auction and wanted a picture with you desperately uh, after someone they adopted uh, had their gotcha day and they valued your time so much. I remember from that, that went such a long way for them. And you know, what does that mean to you when you have that kind of impact that people uh, truly do appreciate you for who you are, what you do on the ice, people in the South love uh, the meat and potatoes hockey we're talking about. So what does that mean to you, end of the day? Uh,
1: well, it just goes back to what I said earlier. Just Like when I'm 40, 50, 60 years old, I can kind of look back on this and smile and just be happy that I was able to experience this and be able to experience so many different uh, – like travel and experience so many different cities. And then obviously playing in certain ones, be able to experience the different fans and, and – and, you, you, you create relationships with some of these people that, um, you say to like, I, like some billing families and juniors, like you, 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 see, you create these relationships that, um, you might not talk every day or every week or every month, but like these, they, they will last forever. And, um, and then for me, that's a big part of it, and it, it to me and about that. And like my teammates too, like there's always a couple guys every year who you stay in touch with and some, some of those guys you talk to more than others and, and it's just, it's nice to be because obviously not everybody's experience. Some guys might be with the college and they're working there. They're working some job, making a boatload of money. But like, I, you can't say that you experience like some of the things that I've been able to, or I should say we've been able to see and places to go. Um, the atmosphere is too. Like you're, you're playing at home on a Saturday night and there's, A special jersey night or like the the teddy bear talks like you get you get 10,000 people coming 7,000 people coming and you got all these bears you screw all these bears just knowing that like all the everything's happening for a reason right like these bears Mm. are going for a good cause like you're just being in that atmosphere like seeing everything happen like first hand there's really no better um, I don't know there's really no other way to describe it for me than I don't
0: know, Just, I don't know. Just pretty cool. So one thing that not a lot of players get the opportunity to do is play in the American Hockey League. Uh, you got that chance last season. I remember being on the bus and all of a sudden you were gone. Uh, you were on a flight yeah. to Tucson, Arizona. You played one game and you dropped the gloves with Bakanji <laughs> Imama. What do you uh, remember yeah. from that tilt? Here we
2: go. Travis Howe is going to drop the gloves on the first shift as he's going to go at it with Imama as the two dance at center ice. Travis Howe is standing at 6'4, 225. Imama out there at 6'1, 229. Here comes Travis with a couple, three, four rights as Imama trying to get that right arm free. Travis now comes over the top. Another one as Imama tries to answer. Howe with uppercut. Now he comes back over the top again as he He's wheeling over there. It is American Hockey League debut, first shift. As the line's been getting ready to step in and separate the two. A couple more rights from Travis as he'll wheel Imama back into the Ontario zone. Body shot there, trying to come back in over the top. Travis with an uppercut. Now he'll just fly into Imama, tackle him down to the ice, and the fans are loving it here at the TCC.
1: Atta boy, Travis. Yeah, I mean that was pretty cool. I was, uh, I just, I didn't really think it was real. I guess until like I, I talked to like my mom and my dad. i um, actually 100 positive they both started crying. Um, it's, it's just from my, it's just a personal, like just knowing the the route that I've taken and the path that I've, I guess that's gotten me to that point and uh, even to this point like on and off days for them, but it was a, it was a pretty special ball Yeah, it was only one game. Um, but like that was still to me, it was still the coolest thing, like ever, like guys get mad because they get called up and they, they play all I like played two games or uh, I'm up here for what i like to meet. I was like, I was like, while I was up there, like you got you catered food out, like, every single day and it's like steak and like I don't even like salmon but they like salmon and like and like there were guys up there like oh god oh we got salmon again oh we got steak and I'm sitting here like you're gonna be kidding me right now but I'll take <laughs> your portion and everybody else's else who, who doesn't want it like it was just everything about it was cool um so that yeah that was a that was a, a dream come true um for, for for personal achievement that was that was something that that's feeling, I guess, that'll never happen again. And then, like, obviously going up there playing. I was actually pissed because I, I, I got there on, like, the Thursday. Uh, Friday, they dressed me for pre-game. Or, sorry, they dressed me for warm-ups. And, like, I'm um, thinking, like, because I wasn't being, like, the best-behaved person they'd in warm-ups. I not even think I turn my back car in. Um, like, I was just, like, slashing guys. and like, just talking to guys. Just obviously trying to stir something up. And uh and then he comes after I get off a of warm up fight, like the coach is like, Yeah, you're not going to be, just be ready tomorrow. I'm just like, Man, are you kidding me? Like I'm so fired up right now. Like and I literally just got like they have they have, like three heavies on their team and uh and I just got all of them all stirred up, fired up and I'm just like as I was getting my gear off, like I looked at um like the the guy who was sitting next to me, I'm just like, Man, yeah, I'm sorry, like I just got I just got their boys fired up. I can't even, can't even like, help you out tonight, but hopefully it doesn't go too, too bad. But, yeah, I definitely got my chance that next night. That was pretty cool.
0: So let's go big picture, Travis. Um, the role of a player like you in the game, uh, obviously the game is going in a certain way, uh, which leans away where players like you have to contribute in a certain way, as well as in that fashion. Do you feel that the role of policemen should still exist?
1: Um, absolutely. Like, 110%. Like, there are still guys who, like, it, it even leads below this, who, like, still can't even escape backwards, who are still fighting just the just for like the pride, like the, just to do it. And I, I have the utmost respect. I've always had the utmost respect for the job, the role. Like you'll never see me. uh you talking to back and forth with like another team, like tough guy. Cause like it's, it's always about I mean, there certain guys. Yes. But for the most part, I should say, like it's always respect. I should say, but, uh, I, I don't hate the way I guess the game's going, but like it's definitely bothersome that like that role is so diminished now. Now to the point where like the, the guys who are who could hold someone like in, like knock strap in a fight a couple years ago, now all of a sudden like they're like these guys are running around, doubling like they're just taking like. The extra shot to finish that check, just knowing that, like, there's not really going to be somebody else, somebody on the other team to even answer that. It's like, oh, if they're going to do the penalty, oh, no. Like, that's like, so like, it's like I promise you, when, you get hit in the face a few times and and you'll learn that I think that helps more often than not. I mean, rather than sometimes, you know, the a penalty but what's a penalty going to do? Like, I mean, yeah. you look at you look at me for example, I, don't know, I, I might have nearly 1,000 career penalty, events, like, you don't learn from the penalties, right? Like, if, if someone does something wrong and you, you literally have to teach them, to like, you show them you can't do that. You know, like, almost in like the box for two, like, that doesn't work a lot of times. Uh, and I I'm not saying, doing things in like a dirty way. I thought that. Like, I've never been like a dirty, I've never Unless you do something so far beyond the realm of, like, fair to me, and and it goes completely unpunished, and you're not going to sit there and fight me, then we're talking a different game. I'm I'm probably better at that one than than most.
0: I remember uh, a player in my USHL days, and the name doesn't even sound real, but it is, uh, August von Ungern Sternberg. Uh, he had MMA training from what I remember, uh, my buddy Dan Corcoran was telling me about, uh, in the off season. And he took one of our guys behind the shed that had no idea what he was doing. Uh, so when it comes to the art of it, was there, or do you, first of all, train in that way in any shape or form in the off season, or if you don't, what taught you the craft of doing it right? um. Uh-
1: no i don't i don't train like that i mean i've done like classes here and there like I like me and a couple of guys the past uh, i think this past year and firstly we weren't able to go um but, like last year we uh a couple went to uh like the steve thompson's upstate karate gym yeah. a couple of times and that was a blast like that's something that like i mean uh, even maybe Bush career or even uh I'm not say like getting it to like compete, but just more so just to train the in shape, have fun, release some stress like anything like that. It's it's always uh, it's always pretty cool. Um, but no, I, I don't I don't trade. But I mean it's and then the experience is I guess essentially the best teacher. Like that's just the way I see it. Like I, I mean like there are some guys out there that are Monsters, where I mean, if we fight 10 times, like you, you might knock me up five times, I might knock you up five times, but I, we might knock each other out once, and then I lose four times, and then I beat you four times. Like, if, 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 if they're times where it's like, I don't know, it's, there, there's always somebody bigger, stronger, tougher, and it's harder. Uh, like, my whole thing is, it's like, I, I'm always realize that but I've also always realized that uh, nobody's gonna be more I guess really uh, than that I have been I guess obviously over the past like this past year obviously that was available to be year and then the new rule of the league. last year I was suspended in the hurt last half of the year as well unfortunately but um, so I those you know, numbers kinda of declined. But also this year was kinda of, I was also gonna play a lot more and, um, but now I was doing like a play. I just needed more uh, chance, and obviously Currie's a guy who was I've, I've known Currie for a long time, and he's been a, a huge part of my career anyway. Um, uh, even when I wanted to play for him, um, but he uh, had the cleats. be that chance to, up, and to dance and play this year, and a bit last year too, but definitely more this year. I mean, it was pretty nice proof that I could obviously do more than just one thing
0: yeah Uh, so thinking about hockey itself uh, first and foremost before I get to that one I uh, completely understand that hitting things makes you feel better uh, after getting into kickboxing last June I totally understand Uh, there is quite a (laughs) quite a rush once you start hacking away at something Uh, so I totally understand but uh, how do you foresee you will feel when the day comes that the doors reopen and classes back in session.
1: Well, for like like what's to the
0: play the again up next year?
1: Well, I mean like uh, I mean it's you tough like because, you know, like, like most people are like yeah, I can probably speak for a lot of hockey players too, like most people are like, oh I can't wait for the summer, like oh I can't wait, you know, I can't wait for that letter to be in like I'd be opposite like I can see from the summer. And I just wait for the year but also I know that again that for time and I just to fill my like time up with stuff to do and, and, and whatnot during the summer. So I, I definitely try to keep busy, I don't think about it as much. But uh, but right around like August is when like the the butterflies start to really kick in while I'm skating and just knowing that the season's water right around the corner. But right now I can't I can't be learning about it it's just it's so far away that's it's, it's not making me about it happen. Just about but I'm trying to play a lot of golf
0: right now. And, 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 and uh, yeah, well, hopefully uh all is well and good in your world. Stay safe, stay you know hygienic. Stick, wash your hands. You know the whole bit that I'm yeah. sure everyone's heard about a, a ton of times. I you know I can't wait to get back after it again and what appears to be now six months from maybe five and a half when uh, training camp starts. And hopefully this is on the other side of it. And hopefully we're all yeah. raring to go again, Travis. Thank you again for joining me here on down the rabbit hole. Absolutely.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Stay safe. A Greenville. You heard the man. We'll talk to you next time on down the rabbit hole. We now thank uh, Travis how for doing so and, and taking us back behind the curtain, so to speak of a great career over the past several years and a non-traditional path that is as well and being a fan favorite here in greenville we'll talk to you next week till then jordan coon signing off stay safe everyone